Hi, I'm Anthony Sharon, pastor of First Assembly of God of Greater Lansing, better known as GL First. I hope this message connects you to God's Word and His vision for your life. You can find out more about us at glfirst.org. Thank you for joining us and enjoy this week's message. Man, good looking bunch of people out there. You guys look good online too. Just, just tell yourselves that and believe it. Say, Pastor Anthony said, I look good. If you're sitting there with your husband, say, look, I look good. Okay. If you're sitting there with your wife, say, you look good. All right. That's just good, good marital advice. Oh man. So Christmas has passed. Everybody have a busy Christmas time. You're not supposed to, because you're supposed to be quarantined and in, in a home. I found that my Christmas was busier than, uh, than I would have liked. Um, my wife and I, at the end of the night, said, we're so exhausted. I don't think we can, we've got to do better next year. Okay, we, we had everybody kind of our house was kind of the hub. And so um, our families kept coming over and we kept entertaining and it felt like we just kept entertaining and entertaining and entertaining. And uh, man, that was exhausting after not really having company for like nine months, you know. Um, so every year the Lord gives me uh, a word. Last year was vision. And and I know that. Um, this year, well, this year was Vision 2020, and, and I know that it didn't happen the way you might have thought, right? Going into January, February, I know that some people were like pumped and excited, like the Lord is, is going to do something amazing this year, and then a pandemic. And we think that the Lord hasn't done anything amazing, but I think that he has. I believe that it was his vision that has been fulfilled, not ours. Okay, not what we thought, not what we wanted, but I believe the Lord is working uh, for the good of those who love them. Do you believe that this morning? And and so he has transformed the way you look at life. I know that he has transformed um, the way I look at life, the way I look at my life, the way I look at my family's life, the way I look at work, the way I look at everything. The Lord has transformed my eyes. He has changed them. He has changed my vision. Uh, and this year, I, I was praying, and I said, Lord, you know what? I, what is the word for, for this year? And, um, and I'm not sure if it's for the whole year I'm not, I, I, or just this week, but the Lord really was speaking to me, and I'm going to continue praying through it. But the Lord was speaking to me about renew. Renew. And, and as I go through this year, this new year, and we, we go to the new year, and uh, I thought, you know what? This is not just a new year. I believe this is a renew year. This is the year where we renew our strength. This is a year where we renew our passion. Okay? This is a year where we start to renew our relationships. We start to renew our faith. We start to renew our excitement. Man, you guys need to be excited about what's happening, man. Online, you need to be excited. I believe God is going to renew our love for him and for others. Our love for ourselves. Do you, you know the Lord wants you to love yourself, right? 
I mean, if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love others? If you can't love what God is doing inside of you, how are you going to share that authentically? And so renew. So this, this message today is uh, uh, called Renew Year. Renew Year. Look at your neighbor and say, Renew Year. Today we're going to talk about um, our purpose. And you've heard, you heard our missionaries talk about purpose. And I thought that was great. I might even skip purpose and just go, what they said. I think that's a great way to preach. But anyway, so renew our, our, our um, we're going to talk about purpose. We're going to talk about priorities, how to prioritize just a little bit. I'm not going to sit up here and drag it on, but um, I really, I, I've got a, a take-home sheet. Did everybody grab a take-home sheet? Okay. Grab a take-home sheet. We have them. Paul has them. And uh, can you post those online as well for those people? So he's going to post it online for you people too. Um, it's, it's just a questionnaire and just kind of walks you through a couple things uh, so that you can just really grab hold of your purpose, help you prioritize, put lists places. And it's not even, it's not even anything earth-shattering. Okay? It, it is just basic stuff but sometimes we got to do the basics to get to the accelerated stuff right and so um i want you guys to uh take one of those um grab them on your way out and uh just walk through it and ask yourself some of these questions and start to stick some of your goals on your refrigerator on your on your mirror in your car on your visor Stick it right there so it's in your face all year long. And we'll, do, we'll just chat about some of that stuff. But anyways, um, and we're going to talk about planning. you got to plan. If you don't plan uh, for success, what do you do? You plan for failure. So you are planning whether or not you think you are or not. Okay? But if you don't plan to succeed, you will plan to fail. Because life will start to attach things to you that you have no business doing. Life has a way of doing that. You wake up and you don't have a purpose or a plan. How many of you guys know life will give you a purpose and a plan? Especially if you have kids. Right? Be like, oh, I got nothing to do today. Ring, ring, ring. Dad, oh man, look at that. I got a whole purpose that's drawn out for me, right? You don't even have to plan because life will do it unless, unless you start taking ownership of yourself, of your time, of your uh, purpose, of your priorities. So we would call that boundaries, and we'll get into that just a tad bit. I'm just going to touch base today with you guys. So um, on the sheet, I think I, I wrote down some of the... Uh, I was so excited to type. I think I typed some of the wrong um, uh, uh, scriptures, but I'm going to give them to you, and you can write them down anyways, okay? All right? So, and it's a good scripture anyways. I think I put Ephesians 1 through 20 or something like that, right? That's a good part. So we're going to cover a part of that, but uh, we're going to look at uh, Ecclesiastes 2, all right? Chapter 3. So go ahead and write that down as well. A boy told his father, Dad, if three frogs were sitting on a limb that hung over a pool 
and one frog decided to jump off into the pool, how many frogs would be on the limb? Does anybody know the answer? Okay, we got two, we got zero. Let's, let's find out. Let's. The dad replied, two. No, the son replied. There are three frogs and one decides to jump. How many are left? The dad said, oh, 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 I get it, I get it, I get it. One decides to jump and the others would too, right? I get it. He's, that's the way dads think. <laughs> so there are none left. And the boy said, no, dad. The answer is three. Did you guys know the answer was three? Who, who thought three? Okay, we got a couple. We got a couple. All right. No need to brag. And the frog, and the son says, the frog only decided to jump. Does that sound like last year's goals and resolutions that you guys made? How many of you guys wrote down lists last year and was like, hey, I decided to do this. We do that sometimes. We decide to do something, but we don't do it, right? Great inspiration, great resolutions, great goals, but oftentimes we only decide to do it. Man, if, if I actually felt the effects of every time, every time I decide to work out, this sweater would be loose. Some of you caught that. <laughs> or really tight, that's it. A tight way up here and loose down here, right? Like I would have a nice V going and just... I would, it would change my whole personality. Let's just say that, okay? And, and so the Lord, the Lord knows that I don't need to work out. <laughs> Oftentimes, we only decide. And months later, we are still on the same limb doing nothing. Doing nothing. I know that this year, we've had a lot of time. And a lot of people have decided to do things this year. And yet, what happens is another week passes, another day passes, another month passes, and we are still on the same process or the same step that we were when we decided to do something. Oh, I decide to learn a new language. Well, that's cool. It's weird how it makes us feel good once we decide to do it. And then three months later, if we only decide to learn French and we really don't know French, it's not worth bragging about anymore. Yeah, I'm going to learn French. I'm going to learn French. You tell the same person that for a year, uh, it doesn't sound good after a while. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 13 says this. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under sun. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to mend, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, 
a time for war and a time for peace. What does the worker gain from his toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on men. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the hearts of man. Yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for men than to be happy and do good while they live. That everyone may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all his toil. This is the gift of God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you would use these words, use this message, use me as your tool, Lord, as your uh, mouthpiece to speak into people's hearts, to help to renew a passion, to help to get people put on a, a, a track, a, a, a purpose that they were born for. Father, I pray that you help people realize and recognize their destiny, their legacy, and they start to walk in that. Illuminate the paths that you have for each and every single one of us here today and here online. Break through this fourth dimension, Lord, and begin to speak to the hearts of people that are out there listening and watching right now. Father, we pray that you would renew our hearts, set them ablaze for you, God. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So in this, uh, some of you guys, if you ever watched Footloose, you probably, I'm talking the Kevin Bacon one. That's the real one, okay? Not the Julianne Huff one. It's a shame that I know this stuff. I read IMDB way too much, just want you to know. I'm the guy who a, a show comes on and I'll go, oh, I wonder what the inside scoop is on that. So I read everything that there is on it, and then that trails off to everything there is on this actor and this other movie and these other actors and this other movie, and then the movie's over, and I never watched the movie. But I know everything about it. That's me. So if you watched uh, the Kevin Bacon version, you would see that he opened the Bible and he began to read some of this stuff, and he started to uh, talk about how David danced, and, and, and that was his purpose, right, in, in this whole thing. But here's the reality. It was Solomon <laughs> speaking, and Solomon is telling us that God has a plan for each and every single one of us. That's what Solomon is saying. Solomon is saying, hey, I got a plan for you, got a plan for you, got a plan for you. Everybody has a plan in the eyes and mind and heart of God. And he's saying that uh, there, there's a cycle for everything. Everything we are planning to do in accordance to God's will. To do all that our life demands of us. Here's the thing. He's saying we've got to find balance. Balance is such a naughty word in, in our society. We are a society of excess. We do everything in excess. Watch TV in excess. Don't watch TV in excess. It's weird. A lot of people, how many of you guys know the person that jumps into a car and it's cold, so they turn the thermometer to 90 degrees? And then they get hot, so they turn the thermometer to 50 degrees, right? And, and then the reality is, if they would have just turned it to a, a nice 68 and just waited a second, it would have been balanced, nice 
and perfect. But we are people of excess. That right there illustrates probably not just how we do a third temperature, but how we live life. We do things in excess. And, and Solomon is saying, slow down. Let's, let's take some balance here. Your life needs balance. Too much to the left, man, you're going to end up in a ditch. Too much to the right, you're going to end up in a ditch. Stay on the road, people. Stay in between the lines. It's all good. First thing is this. If we're going to have balance in our life, if we're going to um, set a blaze, if we're going to go out there and, and win this world for, for God, if we're going to do our thing, the first thing is this, is you have to discover your purpose. You have to discover your purpose. Life changed for you, right? Our missionaries. Life changed for our missionaries when, when you discovered your purpose, especially you. Right? When, 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 when you did this, all of a sudden, your purpose started to change and, and, and things started to just fall into place. God is amazing like that. When you start to unlock your purpose, all of a sudden, these doors that you thought were shut forever, for eternity, begin to open and things begin to feel balanced. How many people are stressed in our day and age? Let me ask you, does God want you stressed? I, I think about that sometimes because I, I tend to be a, um, sometimes I ride the stress train, right? And, 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 and I sit there and I'm going, does God want me stressed? Why am I stressed? So maybe I need to stop, take a step back, take some inventory of myself, and start to get back to the basics of what it is that God wants. And he wants balance in my life. And in order to get that, we have to discover our purpose. What is your purpose in this world? This is the core question of our lives. If you have not thought seriously about this, you have not taken life seriously. It's the reality of it. Many of the problems in people's lives would be settled if they understood their purpose in life and lived it out. The Bible says, if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. That's Romans 14.8, if you were wanting to write that down. If it is true that we belong to the Lord, then we have the obligation to live for the Lord. As the word says, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Our lives are not ours. They do not belong to us. We belong to God. If you are a believer in this place, you belong to God. And God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. And it's your job to begin to discover that. So before you go off and start writing all these goals down that you have for the new year, make sure they're in line with what God has for you. What is his purpose for you? My, I, I love to come up with ideas. And... 
I talk to my daughter sometimes, and it irritates me when uh, my, my kids have good advice for me out of nowhere. Right? And, and, uh, and so I was talking to my daughter, and I was like, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And I, I'm just talking, right? And I'm, I thought it was a good, fun conversation. And then she stops me, 17 years old, stops me and goes, what does God want you to do? I'm done with you, man. How are you going to drop knowledge like that on me? You know? Go to your room. Don't you got a phone call to take or somebody to text or a TikTok video to watch? <laughs> Where'd you get that smart anyways? Just kidding. No, I'm just... <laughs> the Bible says to continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to, um, to will and to act according to his good purpose. To his good purpose. Philippians 2, 12 through 13. He's got a purpose for you. And your purpose is to live out and fulfill the purpose that God has set on your life. And it's not going to be easy. None of this is. If you're sitting here today and you've already given your life to the Lord, you've already chosen the hard route. Life is going to be tough, but here's the reality. You don't have to do it alone. You don't have to do it alone. You have all these beautiful people, all those that are online, and you have God who guarantees you victory. So go through the tough things. It's okay. It's okay. He's working to unfold the plan in your life, and your responsibility is to cooperate with his work that's happening inside of you. That's happening inside of you. 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, I like that. Do you guys know what whatever you do means? Whatever you're doing, right? He's saying, man, you know what? Whatever you're doing, you're watching TV, watch it with the Lord. Oh, you're playing Hot Wheels, because I've been playing Hot Wheels and Marble Run for the last day. Um, hours and hours and hours. And, and Elijah, he comes to me, he's like, Dad, can I do that? I'm like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to get this just right. And, and, and I'm building this thing for hours, but that's a whole nother story. I'm like, move, it's my toy now. Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of who? God. Good, good, good. You guys are paying attention. The grand purpose of your life is to know God and to have an ongoing relationship with him that brings him glory in the way that you live your life. The Bible says, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Ephesians 2.10. What is your purpose? What is your purpose? Write down that question. Write down that question. Meditate on that all week long. What is your purpose? Put it in your heart. Start to live by it. Let that start to fan this flame of passion that lives inside of each and every single one of us. You're not here to serve and to please yourself. You have a higher calling than that. 
If you don't understand your purpose, then your life is built on the wrong foundation. Your foundation has cracks. Your foundation has weakness. My God does not, so I want to build my foundation on him. Your primary purpose here is not to be successful or to have a wonderful career. I know that that, that messes people up. Your purpose is not to be happy in your earthly accomplishments or even to earn a lot of money. Your purpose is not even to find love and have a family. That's not your purpose. Your purpose is to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then all these things will be given to you as well. Seek first his kingdom. How do you do that? You need to write that down. You know, I think we, going into this new year, we really have to uh, start to prioritize, which is the second thing. We know that the first thing is, is find our purpose, and our purpose, we, we have to be spending some time with God. We have to let God change our hearts. We have to let God speak to us. We have to let God direct us, let God guide us. We have to put some trust back into God to do these things. We have to put some trust back into him. To, we have to establish your priorities, people. You have to know what your boundaries are. You have to, so I was reading this book, and in case you were keeping track of points or whatever, we're on number two, and it's priorities, you have to establish your priorities. There you go, look at that. Paul, you're good. Isaac, you're a rock star, dude. And so uh, I, was, I was thinking about this, uh, priorities, and uh, I, I was reading this book, and I read this a long time ago because I am a person who... Uh, as I just said, is, is an excess kind of person. But I don't excess over like the thermostat and stuff like that. I excess over, um, I get hyper-focused sometimes and I can do that. There would be days uh, when I was doing grad school and things and, and still running a church that I would sit on my couch with my computer typing and my kids would say goodnight to me, and I'd say, hey, goodnight. And then they would wake up for school, and I would be in the same spot typing. And, and I wish that uh, didn't happen very often, but that happened a lot, because I would just dial in, and, and I would get fixated on what I'm doing. And, uh, and I had to be successful. I had a task, and, and, and I'm bred to kill the task, okay? And... Uh, it made me a very good Marine, it, uh, but it made me a very horrible father and, and husband because of that. Um, and the reality is, is at that point, I, I was starting to lose my purpose. I was putting priorities ahead of the things that should have been prioritized. Because if we do if we prioritize the wrong things, you will lose focus, you will lose your hold on your purpose, you will lose the things that you were born to do. And so I read this book, and it was by Andy Stanley, and it's an amazing book, and I, I, I think that every father should read it, I think that every mother should read it, I think that every um, 
growing person that's growing you know, into their own and trying to find out life uh, should read it. And what it's called is Choose to Cheat. I became a cheater. I know, right? You're like, did Pastor just say he's a cheater? What kind of cheater? Well, here's the thing. Life is going to cheat you. You only have so many things. Uh, let's say this is the table of your life. Right here. Can you see that online? Maybe not yet. This is the table of your life. How many of you guys know you can only put so many things on this table? Right? So I put something on the table. Oh, and I get something else. And these are all good things. And they're all great. And then all of a sudden, what happens is if you don't choose, life will choose for you. And things start to fall off the table. And that was what was happening in my life. Things started to fall off my table. And so in order to pick these things up, I had to go, you know what? My kids are a priority to me. God is a priority to me. My wife is a priority to me. These things have to stay on the table. Work. I will choose to cheat work before I choose to cheat my family. Not a lot. We don't do that in America. We don't do that in America. We think that work is your priority. And we allow work to, oh, well, my kid wants to do this. And you promised to do this. You scheduled to do this. But then something happens in work. And what do we do? We push the kid thing off the side and go, I'm sorry, I got to work. Now, you can do that once or twice. But then you start to do that once or twice a week, 52 weeks out of the year. That's a hundred and what? Uh, 12 times, 50, 56, 52, 50, 104 times. That's a lot of times is what I'm getting at. You start to do that through the years that it starts to count 200, 300, 400 times. And all of a sudden you have pushed them off the table more than you have kept them on the table. Why? Because we did not understand our purpose and we didn't prioritize the things that we need to in life. If you are going to do something worth doing, write it down, schedule it, put it up to the top. Put it up to the top. Hey, you know what? I want to spend time with God. Everybody says that every single year, yet we don't write it down. Pat Traub is a perfect example of what to do. Not what not to do. I'm a good example of what not to do. She's a great example of what to do. She is here every day at the same time. And she said, my priority is to pray for this church. And I come in and I see her car here. And I see her just walking around the building. Praying for this place. Every single day, that's her priority. That's her priority. She made that goal last year, didn't you, Pat? You said, I'm going to make this goal this year. And you know what? She did. You have to write it down. You have to put it at the top. Begin to look at all of the goals that you have and start to prioritize these things. Don't get messed up and put, play video games at the top of this thing because I'm going to tell you, you're going to accomplish that top goal. 
right? And then you're going to end up messing up. I won't say anything about video game playing and all that. I'm just saying, maybe we turn it off sometimes and start reading the Bible or having the Bible play instead of music. And there's so many things we can do, people, but we have to be able to prioritize. You have to have that priority in the top of your head, in the forefront of your thoughts every day that you wake up. You have to tell yourself, this is my priority today. This is what I'm going to do today. And you know what you will do? You will accomplish it nine times out of ten. That tenth time, I can't tell you what happened. Do you guys want to be people that accomplish your goals? Or do you want to be people that talk next year and go, man, there's, I, there's so much I didn't do. Right? And we say it in a joking manner, but we can't do that anymore, people. We can't do that anymore. We got to be serious about what we're going to do. We had a lot of time to think about it. We had a lot of time to pray on it. Now this year is the time to do it. This year is the time to do it. Fulfill your purpose. Set priorities. Setting priorities is not about choosing between what is good and what is bad. It's choosing between what is good and what is great. That's what setting priorities is. Choosing between what is good and what is great. Stop being people that do good things and start being people that do great things. Great things. What is God's will in my life? What is actually the the beneficial and what is actually God's will and purpose for my life? He has made you with a lot of interest, a lot of skills, a lot of gifts, a lot of talents. Now we got to start turning the direction of our life to fulfill those things for the fulfillment of his purpose in our lives. Is this making sense? Okay, because if I don't make sense, then come back next week. I'll do better. That's my promise. But if I am making sense, come back next week because it'll get better. I strive. What what, what do we strive for as a staff? Paul, what do we strive for every Sunday? Every Sunday. Every Sunday. We strive that this Sunday is going to be better than last Sunday. Next Sunday is going to be better than this Sunday. And we're going to keep getting better. We're going to keep doing the purpose that God has given us. And we get excited about that. We get excited about that. That's our priority here in the, in the office. Get, make, make this Sunday the best Sunday possible. Best Sunday for you online. Best Sunday for you out here. That's, uh, make a priority in your life. All right? Choose to cheat. Choose to cheat. Which means, you know what? I'm going to rearrange my schedule around when it's opportune time for my family for me to be around them, to maximize that. And, and a lot of times, you know what? I don't even got to change the amount of time. It's not about quantity. It, it's about shifting it and going, okay, I'm going to schedule into the quality time with them. I'm going to have some quality time. It may be an hour, but it's going to be quality. It's going to be good. I, I, if I want to spend more time with God, stop just saying it. And start scheduling it, saying, hey, I'm going to wake up at 7.15. 
If you wake up at 7.30, I'm going to wake up at 7.15 every single morning, and I'm going to hit you version on my Bible app, and I'm going to play a, a, a couple verses. I don't even got to read it. I'm just going to lay there in a coma with funky breath and everything and play the Bible and let it play for 15 minutes as I just kind of lay and look up at the ceiling. How many of you guys know that's better than hitting snooze? Look at that. You already maximized your morning. You started it on a good foot, as James Brown would say, right? Anyways, setting priorities. You can do this, people. You can do this. All right, next one is this. You have to make a plan. You have to make a plan. I think I just went into that a little bit in in talking about how you do that. You just got to plan for it, okay? If you set the priority, start to plan for it in your life. Write it down. Make some time for it. Make it a priority. If I'm going to work out, I heard, um, uh, who is it? Who who does who does uh, better better living on ninety nine point one, the the adult station? Oh, what is it? Something. Anyways, um, he 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 always has these little points of of living things, and and one of his points was really good. He goes, you know, if if you plan to work out. Uh, and, and you say, hey, uh, and you actually schedule the time, you write down, I'm going to work out, and then put in there what you're going to do during that workout, you are 90% more likely to actually work out. Seriously. Just because you wrote it in a planner or put it on your little schedule on your phone and said, yeah, I'm going to wake up and work out, and you did it three times a week, man, I'm, I guarantee you, you're going to start working out. But we don't even get that far. We don't, we, because if you, if you put it in your calendar, do you know that you have to set an alarm to do it? And if you need an hour to wake up and have your coffee and all that stuff, I don't drink coffee, but I heard that people do, and they need this time, and you start to schedule it backwards, and you start doing that, all of a sudden, you just made a plan. You just made a plan. And then you go 15 minutes before that, and you play your little Bible app for it to play, right? Man, look at you. All of you buff people, you guys have already been working out all year, right? Because we just planned for it. It's a great thing. I did five push-ups the other day, didn't I, Paul? (laughs) Just wanted to share that with you guys. I feel your pain. Ephesians 5, 15 through 20. 15 through 20. Says this, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Because the days are evil. How many of you guys know that? Amen? Man, these days are evil. And life wants to just start snatching things from you. Got it. Got it. Therefore, do not be foolish. Schedule your stuff. That's my version. (laughs) Do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. That's purpose. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Good stuff. It's important to take the time to sit down and write out your life purpose. Put your priorities down on paper, decide, and then make a plan. 
to fulfill those priorities and make them happen. That is how you are going to live not a new year, but a renew year. He's going to renew the passion in your life. He's going to renew your purpose. He's going to renew your your, uh, excitement. Your ministry may be encouraging someone over the phone, baking a pie, singing a song, teaching a class, witnessing to your neighbor, saving your village, writing a story, leading a growth group. I don't say it enough, but I am so grateful for our growth group leaders. I'm so grateful for you guys. Doing jail ministry, working with children, working with young people, working with not so young people. Your ministry will be unique to your personal gifts and calling, and you will have time for God to use you because you made a plan. I ask you to consider this. I, I was reading stuff on New Year's and I was trying to find all this stuff online and, and I came across this, this uh, poem and the worship team could come, come on up. And, uh, and I'm going to conclude with this. If you ever consider what the New Year could actually speak to you, if the New Year could speak, like January 1st is right around the corner. What is it, Friday. January 1st is Friday. Let's say Friday could speak to you right now. And Friday had a microphone and and it was like, look, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you online. And it could actually speak. What would it say? And I found this thing and it says this. Here I am, the new year. I am an unspoiled page in your book of time. I am your next chance at the art of living. I am your opportunity to practice what you have learned about life during the last 12 months. All that you sought and didn't find is hidden in me, waiting for you to search it, but with more determination. All the good that you tried for and didn't achieve is mine to grant when you have fewer conflicting desires. All that you dreamed but didn't dare to do. All that you hoped but did not will. All the faith that you claimed but did not have. These slumber lightly, waiting to be awakened by the touch of a strong purpose. I am your opportunity to renew your allegiance to him who said, Behold, I make all things new. we bow our heads and pray? Those that are online, bow your heads just for a minute and, and begin to pray. Ask God to give you a renewed purpose, a renewed passion. To build your strength. To build your ability to persevere. To give you a glimpse of what he has planned for you. I believe 2021 is going to be better. It's not going to be the same. It's going to be way different. But it has to be because you decided it's going to be. Not because life said it's going to be different. 
Not because circumstances are going to be different, but because you decided that it's going to be different. That you decided that you're going to find your purpose, that you're going to reprioritize your life, that you're going to start to plan to succeed, plan to do great, not good. Good is not good enough anymore. Lord, you have birthed your people for great things. I pray for victory over their lives. I pray for a renewed passion. I prayed for a renewed strength. I prayed for a a renewed faith. I pray that you would renew our bodies, renew our health, lift us up, God, as we give this life to you, birthing us a purpose. Let us see that the future is good. Let us believe that the future is good. No matter what circumstances may be in our way, no matter what mountains stand before us, Lord, I pray that you speak to them and you cast them into the sea. Because that's what your word says. By the faith that I have, you work on my behalf. So I pray that you start to birth a renewed faith in our hearts. And you let us see things that we've never seen before. Let us accomplish things that we've never thought were possible this year. Father, I pray that you renew what the locusts have stolen this year. Seven times, Lord. Seven times that you start to renew these things. Father, you put it on my heart to pray for Dr. Quay. And I pray for her right now. I pray that the, the, this, this life, this year has taken a lot. And it kept snatching and snatching and snatching. But Father, I pray that you renew her faith. I pray that you renew her passion. I pray that you give her vision to see through these things. And I pray that you restore every single thing that the locusts have taken, that the enemy has taken. Lord, he does not have dominion over this. He does not have dominion over this purpose that you have birthed on her heart, this passion that you have given her. I pray for a mighty protection around her entire family, Lord. Ah, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Mm. I'm going to ask you to just continue to pray as we go to Lord and worship. If you want, you can stand up and begin to sing with us. God is so good and he has so many things for you. God, I thank you for that. I thank you for that person out of line who is starting to feel like they, they have more intimacy with you, God. God, I'm so grateful for the the dads that, that, that start to realize that their family needs them to be the head of the household. To be in the word. To live by example. Father, I am so grateful for your grace, your mercy, your strength that has gotten us to this point. Father, we celebrate the fact that we are here. But Lord, we're not done because we know you're not done with us. 
So we march forward into 2021 with a renewed passion, a renewed vision. Father, with victory on our hearts. And we thank you, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us. I hope this message blessed you. Our goal is to connect you to God's people, God's word, and his mission for your life. You can find out more about us at glfirst.org. Again, that's glfirst.org. Hope to see you next week. God bless.